Hey, it's Kelly. And at the end of every week, I like to share something true and useful, something I stumbled over that gave me a burst of optimism, something you can share with friends like an audio greeting card, something to help us all keep our eyes on what's working and what could be. So I'll be right back with this week's For the Good of the Order. This is Kelly Corgan Wonders. Kelly Corrigan Wonders is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hi, guys. So this week's go-to is about friendship. You know that I'm a fan, (laughs) as we all are. But I I noticed this kind of beautiful passage in a book by Mary Rufel called Dear Friends that I wanted to start with, and then I'll um, share something by C.S. Lewis that I loved and then some of my own thoughts. I have had friends and have them now, but never once did I believe that in my lifetime the word friend would have a new, different, other meaning. A new language evolved and changed over time. I knew that there were new words every year to accommodate its growth and that some words changed meaning, but love, death, flower, fire, friend. Then one day I picked up a magazine and read an interview with the COO of Facebook. Perhaps she still is. I don't know. But she was asked how many friends she had. And she said over 3,000. I don't know all of them, but I have met them in one shape or form. I would rather be antiquated. I would rather die than make a statement like that. I know my friends. I know the sound of their voices, their speech patterns, their inflections, their hand and body gestures, the wet of their eyes, what makes them laugh, what makes them cry, how their nose was broken, and how they became beautiful after that and mysterious. So mysterious, I cannot reconstitute them even as I try because they are people. They walk on this earth and they will die here. Then there's this little collection of lines by C.S. Lewis about how he feels when he's with his friends. And I've always said this, you know you're at the right table with the right people if you feel slightly flattered to be there. So here's how C.S. Lewis says it. In a perfect friendship, appreciative love is so great and so firmly based that each member of the circle feels in his secret heart humbled before the rest. Sometimes he wonders what he is doing there among his betters. He is lucky beyond dessert to be in such company, especially when the whole group is together, each bringing out all that is best, wisest, or funniest in all the others. Those are the golden sessions when four or five of us, after a hard day's work, have come to our inn, when our slippers are on, our feet spread out toward the blaze, and our drinks are at our elbows. When the whole world and something beyond the world opens itself to our minds as we talk and no one has any claim on or any responsibility for another, but all are equals. Life has no better gift to give who could have deserved it. So here are my thoughts on the heels of those two great quotes. Even before the pandemic gathering had become rare, so much so that restoring family dinner had become a cause complete with proof from social scientists imploring us to do what we used to do as a matter of course. 
We pretend to gather. Virtual opportunities abound, but no one says God bless you if you sneeze while you're roaming around the internet. And the physiological impact of seeing the letters LOL is virtually undetectable compared to the burst of endorphins you get when someone near you laughs. Money separates us. You don't need a park if you have your own swing set. You don't need a Y membership if you have a Peloton. And a good pair of Bose headphones can take you anywhere, anywhere but here. Sometimes advancements reduce gathering. Cars made streets off limits. Streets used to be where it's at. Sidewalks are less for people than they are for scooters. Video conferencing is saving tons of gas, but also you can scroll for sports scores or light fixtures during a conference call. Here's the thing. We are getting dangerously good at being half there. There's an old idea called the third place. Home is first, work is second. Third could be any place you frequent, a place where you feel seen. Starbucks says they're the third place because they write your name on a cup, but I've never really talked to anyone there except the barista, but that was before I could order online and grab my venti off the counter without saying a word to anyone. Though we can find a few hours of shared experience at concerts, sporting events, and protest marches, persistent face-to-face contact in a totally immersive, sensory-rich experience is rare. And the outcome is that observable social cohesion is at an all-time low. Being together takes so much time. Skipping work, sorting children and spouses, lugging our bags and ourselves from Ubers to ferries to 747s and puddle jumpers. So when we muster the energy and sort out the logistics, we cannot squander those days together. We cannot be half there. So part one is being there, and part two is really being there. A study from Japan proved that one second of eye contact releases oxytocin and creates the conditions for empathy. So may we be humanity forward, by which I mean let it all hang out. Your imperfections, your questions, areas of curiosity, your flops, and takeaways, your fears and hopes and steepest mountains. Thanks, guys. I'll see you on Sunday for another thanks for being here. Great to hear from so many of you. The pod is doing well. So thanks for sharing. I can tell you're doing it. Bye.